0: are listening to the Willpower Podcast. Welcome to the show. I'm Will Holdren and I talk with some of the most influential CEOs, entrepreneurial leaders, and thought leaders to try and reveal the secrets that has led to their success. I believe that with the right knowledge and mindset, you can do anything you set your mind to. So if you want to learn how to change your life for the better, if you want to learn how millionaires actually became wealthy, or if you want to develop and start your own business from the ground up with the right knowledge to help you, then you are in the right place because this is the Willpower Podcast? No Nowhere that we go is a one-way
1: street. Nothing that we love a one-day keep. And if we gonna we gonna do this now. And if we say we gonna,
0: we gonna hold this down. Nowhere that we. How's it going, everyone? My name is Will Holdren. I am the host of the Willpower Podcast. Today, our special guest is Jose Torres. And Jose is actually an EXP real estate agent, and he's based out of the Houston, Texas market. And it's an absolute honor to have him on here today. So, Jose, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Uh, thank you for inviting me, Will. I appreciate that.
0: Of course, I love talking with agents and kind of figuring out why they chose real estate. in The first and kind of how they got to where they are today. Um, so my first question for you is, what was your childhood like, and how has it helped turn you into who you are today?
1: Um, so I grew up in uh, Puerto Rico half of my life, um, born and raised there. Uh, my parents were really hardworking people, and um, my my father he lost his job when he was when we were there, so we decided to make the switch uh, here back in '96. Um, so we just grew up in a just a simple life. Uh, we had everything that we needed, um, but I knew my parents were hardworking, so we um, we never, you know, we never had, you know. A, very glamorous life but we always had everything that we needed um because my parents worked super hard so
0: i love that and um how old were you when you came to the united states
1: uh i was 14 when i when i yes um knew nothing about houston um we actually came in 92 um but we just visiting because we had an uncle here um and then 96 we actually uh Made the, made the switch. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, so that's definitely got to be difficult. I know, like, for me, it's, like, hardest to leave home for, like, three hours for just coming to, like, a whole new country at 14. I mean, I can't imagine having yeah, to through that.
1: Yeah, it was super crazy. But um glad that I got to meet uh, new people and new friends and um, learned English from scratch, uh, which was very difficult. Um, yeah. But we made it happen. So we're, that's why we're here today
0: anything can happen. I love that. And, um, so obviously coming to America from Puerto Rico, I mean, what was like your idea of the American dream and like, how has that kind of played out for you?
1: Well, you know, people think, you know, you're going to come here and you're going to have like, you know, big old house and, you know, you're going to be super rich just because you're in America now and land of opportunities and all that. But I mean, you still have your, your, you have to work hard. Um, so it's it was I mean it, back in the 90s and here in Houston it's not like it is today obviously um um everything was pretty much simple but I guess it does if if it makes sense it was simple but difficult at the same time my parents were still uh my dad was a truck driver um uh, my mom was a an assistant teacher and um it wasn't until recent that she actually became even after you know, years and years and years of being an assistant teacher, uh, she just got her degree a couple of years back, and she's actually a full-time teacher now. So, you know, my parents still had their struggles. Um, and, you know, just because we're in, a, you know, in the United States, uh, people think it's easy uh, when they come here, but it's really, it's really not. So um, that was a huge eye-opener.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. And so when you were growing up, I mean, did you always want to go into entrepreneurship and real estate in general, or do you have other aspirations growing up? Or No,
1: not at all. Um, so I was a musician. Uh, basically, okay. I, I started at 15. So I moved here in, when I was 14. Uh, my dad was a musician. Um, and he would take me to you know some gigs and stuff, and I kind of fell in love with music. Um, so I did that for about 15 years. Um, it wasn't until... 2013, um, my son was born in January. Then June of 2013, I actually started working for um, uh, Stewart Title. Um, So I learned that whole side of real estate uh, from 2013 until I made the switch over to become an agent. But um, I didn't have that drive to be my own boss. Um, My wife owned two restaurants with her, uh, with her father. So she Mm -hmm. always had that drive. Uh, It wasn't until like two years ago that I actually, you know, left that eight to five corporate job. And then I focused um, straight into, into, you know, being my own boss and kind of managing everything. So it's been great so far.
0: Yeah, definitely a a big transition change for a career, Um, especially your first one too, going from music into a title company as well. So that's definitely a huge change. And so what made you want to switch out of the music industry and um a well, different route?
1: Yeah, just like, um, I mean, music is it's a great environment, um, but it's also very toxic. Um, I had my son at the time. Uh, he was, um, he, like I said, he was just born in January 2013. So um, I needed something more steady, age um, of five. And, um, and it was just, it was a, I never knew that I was going to Falling in love with real estate, Um, being that steward title, was one of the biggest title companies. Um, I got to see a lot of money coming in, a lot of money going out, um, large wires. Uh, We also did the commercial side of stuff. So, uh, and then back in 2019, um, I started at a new position and I was in charge of writing um, agents checks. So Mm -hmm. when I saw that side, and I was like, wow, these agents actually make killing if you're actually putting the work in it. Um, that's when I started like kind of um, buckling down, taking my classes. Um, then I set myself a goal at the beginning of 2020. Nobody knew that COVID was gonna hit. Um and March twenty twenty, we were sent home. Uh my daughter was born October 5th, uh of uh, 2020, and I actually got my license October second. So three days before my my daughter was born, I actually got my license. Wow, that's awesome. So it was it was like all in God's timing. It was crazy. Um, right. My wife lost her job because of COVID, so I just had to make a change. Um, and I okay. I saw the freedom that real estate could provide you, but I also saw the financial side of it. So I just been hitting it hard. So. Gotcha. sounds like a lot
0: of things are definitely just happening at once for you during that time. And um, I love the fact that you were working for the telecom, writing those checks to those agents and realizing like, dang, I, I should be making this kind of money as well. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it was crazy. Definitely, definitely get that. Um, yeah. And so then like what made you, obviously you said you didn't really have that drive to be your own boss. And obviously I think something switched in you like, okay, I, want, I do want to be my own boss. I do you want to go into entrepreneurship kind of real estate agent, that kind of avenue? So talking off through like like what was that transition like for you? Obviously leaving the nine for five world, going into entrepreneurship, you're working your own hours, you kind of get your own paycheck. Like how hard was that transition for you?
1: Um so when 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 we first started um, TRG, uh we we started with Keller Williams, and there was a lot of agents in the in, in my office um that saw a lot of value the way that I carried myself and um it wasn't until like six months out that I was doing part-time uh real estate and doing so I was doing my eight to five also and then I was showing houses in the evening times and it got to a point where I felt like a little burnt out. Um so that transition into uh basically part-time to full time um was it was hard at first. I just, because you're always chasing for that next client and um, if you don't have things lined up a certain way. So I had to learn systems on how I was going to do that. And um, there was just so much, I tell my wife almost every day that I'm, I'm grateful that I was part of KW uh, when I first joined because uh, you know, the, the way that they, you know, everything works in KW. It's just, uh, it's, it's great for new agents. So I had a lot of support from veterans and, um, I just, it was, it was, the transition wasn't as hard as I thought. Gotcha. Um, so it was, it's been, like I said, it's, it's been great. Um, and I just recently left that office into EXP, uh, for other reasons, but it was, it's been quite a transition as well.
0: Gotcha. I love that. And so you started TRG. So what does TRG stand for? And that's like that's a team, correct? It's like within EXP.
1: Right. It's Tours Realty Group. Um, I I started it. uh, It it, basically I wanted to have at least three three agents working. So right now I have I have just two, which is myself and another uh, team member. And my wife is in the works of getting her license as well. She's doing the transaction coordinating. Um so as we get more busy, um, I'm able to kind of leverage other things that I don't necessarily need to be doing on a daily basis. Other than, you know, chasing clients and trying to convert (laughs) as much as I can. Right.
0: Right. No, I love that though. And it's super cool. I think that you're starting your own team, especially two years into. I mean, that's definitely very impressive and not a lot of people can do that. Um so another thing that you mentioned is that you pretty much jumped into real estate during the start of COVID and which is pretty much the time like Texas was shutting down and you guys were just starting things up. So like, how hard was it to kind of get your feet on the ground? Like during that time period of COVID?
1: Um, It was, it was hard. Um, we, I, you can, you cannot be a secret agent. So, you know, I started when I first got my license, I was telling everybody and anybody I knew that I was a real estate agent. Um, even, when I was still working my eight to five, you know, my, my boss at the time, she would ask me like, so what are, what are your goals? And in the back of my mind, I, w- I already knew like, okay, well, my goal is to leave my eight to five. I didn't, obviously I didn't say, you know, I didn't tell her at the time. Right. Um, but for, you know, something must have you know, happened between March and April of 2020 that, um, everybody was just looking like right away. I want to buy, I want to buy, I want to buy, I want to buy. And it was, we were able to help out, uh, between May of last year, uh, we've, you know, we helped out 12 families find homes. Wow. So it was, it was quite a, it was, it was great. Um, but it was, it was hard at the same time because, you know, open houses were blowing up, but people still had to, you know, wear their masks and all that stuff. So, It was crazy, but nobody knew the real estate market was just taking off at the time when COVID hit.
0: Right. I think it's still going in that direction for sure.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) Houston is crazy right now.
0: 100%, 100%. And so, I mean, selling 12 homes in like your first year is, is super good. And obviously, like a lot of agents struggle and can't stay the same. So I'm kind of curious, like, how are you kind of generating those leads when you just start out your career? I know you mentioned that you were kind of just telling everyone you're you a real estate agent now. Is that just how you got referrals for the whole time, or did you buy agents? So
1: the So the twelve, the 12 families we were able to help were straight up referrals. Um, and I, I think one out of those twelve was, I was doing a home preview, and obviously, you know, home previews are super; they're effective to. If you have a, you know, a pre- like I'm on Facebook and Instagram almost all day. Uh, my wife, she can tell you. And I do home previews and I had a old friend of mine reach out. She's like, oh, my God, I love the kitchen. And then we just started talking and she ended up buying a half million dollar house. Wow. And I was like, just doing a home preview. So, um, yeah, it was most well, all of them were referrals and I'm trying to build a referral business as much as I can, um, I haven't bought any leads. The only, the only lead generation that I do out of the norm is, you know, I boost my posts on Facebook and all that stuff. But those are hit and miss. So most of those people just go in there and click, and you don't really, you know, you don't do a lot of conversion on those leads. So gotcha. Gotcha. yeah, so all of them were, were referrals. Gotcha. And
0: so, by home previews, you mean like you go into the home that's for sale and just take a video and kind of show everyone around, like what's going. on, Just post that to your Instagram or
1: Facebook. Correct. Um, you know, Instagram now like they're super big on reels. Mm-hmm. I wasn't super big on reels until recently. My wife's like, you need to do a reel, and I was like, um, reels. My wife's correcting me. She's on the other side of the office. Um, <laughs> so uh, I did a I did a reels uh, on one of my open houses and like. In eight minutes, I got, like, one, uh, like 1,600 views. It was crazy. Wow. So we just started doing a bunch of reels, and then now we just do whatever house I go see. You know, I'll do reels and, I don't know, gotcha. just try to create as much as I can on, on my Instagram.
0: Gotcha. I mean, you guys make it sound, like, pretty simple, especially the whole lead generation part. Like, to go out there, start posting on Instagram and Facebook, and I think stuff's going to eventually just start pouring in. And well, so –
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think so too. I just feel like if you show the world that you're always busy and you're out there and you're, you know, um, I I feel like if you're not selling homes right now and you can't blame like, oh, the interest rates are getting higher. Like, no, I think you're just lazy, you know? So.
0: Right. Right. And so my next question for you is why do you think a lot of agents don't post on their Instagram and Facebook like they should be doing and like, and going down that route, even because you guys make it sound so simple. Like, why aren't more people doing that?
1: Uh, I honestly, I just think it's, uh, people are just being they're They're not, it, it's a commitment, man. Like, I feel like you can go to, you can do like three or four, three to five, um, three to five home previews a day. And you don't even have to post the reels. You can just save them to your draft and you could post one a day, you know, um, I think if you commit to that side, um, get those views up, um, eventually people will start wondering, man, like this guy is, you know, I follow a bunch of agents from all over Texas and these people have insane amount of followers just because they do a bunch of reels. Obviously they have photographers and videographers that, you know, that they can afford. Um, I don't have that. I just have a simple iPhone or my wife just does the reels for me as well. So um i think you need to commit to doing that part of of uh or real estate because if people see that you're busy and then you're doing it full time they're gonna call you eventually and say hey can you do this um we just got a lead uh, this morning from a friend of mine that wants to buy a condo in lake conroe and she's just like you guys are always so busy you guys are so active and that's what people want to see. You don't want to see that lazy agent that doesn't do anything. So 100%
0: I love that. And at the same time, you're helping yourself not be a secret agent, which you've touched on before. I Definitely. think that's one of the most important parts, just letting people know you're in real estate. <laughs>
1: right. I think a yeah. lot of
0: lead agents miss out on that and miss a lot of business because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you started your group TRG. And so I'm kind of curious, like, how do you guys kind of separate yourselves from, like other groups and other ESP agents that are obviously in the area and kind of like, what do you guys stand for? Like, where do you guys see yourself going? Like the next couple of years.
1: So, um, I so the reason why I love EXP so much is because there's so many groups around us. So we have the Snyder Group, um, which is we they're based out of Richmond, Texas. I'm based out of Richmond, Texas, um, and we have obviously we have different clientels, and we don't, you know, we don't overstep. So basically every team that's that's in Richmond, Katy, Houston, we we try to um, not step on each other's toes and we just help each other out. So what we see in the, in the next couple of years, it's just we, we try to help our our thing is helping one family at a time. Um, we don't try to go after the money. I think if you go after the money, then you're not going to make it. Um so there's a lot of like the Franklin team out of EXP, they're huge out in Katy, Richmond area. Um and I'm actually gonna go see him. Um Andrew Franklin, which is one of one of the founders, um his group is based out, based out of Katie. And if you see most of the listing out, out most of the list, listings for the EXP out of um Katie is the Franklin team. Um but I had a listing in Katie that, that you know that's option pending now, but it's uh, we don't really step on each other's toes, which I think is it's awesome. I think it, there's enough bread for everybody to share.
0: 100%. I love it. You got to come from a, like a place of abundance for that. Of course.
1: Um, yeah.
0: And so there's obviously a lot of new agents that are kind of coming into industry at this point. And so if you could restart your real estate career, is there anything that you would do differently knowing what you know now?
1: Um, what would I do different? And what would I tell myself? Um, I think I would tell myself to, I don't know, hit it harder. I mean, there's always, you're always going to have ways of becoming better. And um, now keep in mind, when I started part-time doing this, I never knew it was going to go, it was going to go into full-time. So I would go back and create a schedule. I think that's, what we most uh, struggle with as agents um, having a set schedule. Um, now my wife does that for me because I hate doing schedules and I, uh, I hate taking notes. I hate, I I don't like doing any of like, do, yeah, paperwork and all that stuff. My wife handles all that. So I think if I was to go back in time and I didn't have my wife, I would say hire some kind of help to help you get on that, you know, daily routine, Mm -hmm. eight to five, man, eight to five is eight to five. So you're not, you know, you're set on somebody else's schedule. So I would tell myself to hire someone if you don't have already somebody to help you out, you know, help you out with that.
0: Gotcha. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. And so before we run out of time, here's a couple more questions for you. So one kind of like looking at your future, like what are some of your big goals that you guys hope to get accomplished in the next couple of years?
1: Uh, so big goals, um, I want to step out of production eventually and just kind of manage my team. Um, I, that's, and become, so I'm a certified mentor with eXp and I love helping new agents because I feel like I didn't have that at the beginning. Um, so my big goal is to step out of production and maybe in the, you know, three to five years I gave myself, just have a a team that kind of just runs by itself and um i'll just manage them and then have mentees i have i mean right now I have one mentee but um that's my big goal and just keep helping families and uh, our goal is to double up every year um just whatever we just did the year before that just double so that's our big goal
0: Love that. Well, it definitely seems like you guys have, their, have your heart in the right place and you're putting your clients before your money. So that's super cool to see. And yeah. um, before we hop off, is there anything else that you would like to say? And if people want to reach out to you, how can they find you?
1: No, uh, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity. Um, and um, yeah, you can reach out to me. Uh, you can call me, text me. My phone never shuts off 832 800 0851. Or you can email me um, josetores.homes at gmail.com. Awesome
0: Alright guys There you have it Jose Torres Thank you so much For joining me today
1: No way